0: giants and all that but before I get any further into that we've got a giant in the room now on the good side he's a good giant and he just means the world to us I want Tristan Wyatt to stand up would you say hello to this United States Marine right there come on somebody yes Awesome. Just love to have Tristan back. He's back for the next several days. I'm sure mom and dad are, if you can't see through the glow of the beam back there, they're all proud of him. We're just so proud of him. I'm just tickled that especially having him back is amazing. Listen, we've been talking about facing giants. Everybody's got them. I don't care who you think or say you are. You, we all got things that we face. So if you're your first time guest today or, you know, you're just visiting or however that works out for you in the back on your way out, make sure you get a pouch. And, uh, they're going to give you a stone if you're, you know, sometimes we get people that are out of state or out of, you know, you can get, you can get a stone or five stones and a pouch if you want, but you're getting a new stone every week. We started off this whole message with facing your giants with the, the, uh, the first stone was faith. We talked about that. Then the stone that you're going to get, uh, today, you can write on there. There's a, a marker out there. And so you can write on this or you can go home and write on it. You can write whatever you want, but I've got words on mine. So you can put your mouth, you can put words, your voice, speak, I don't care, however you want. But we're talking about words today. And if you're looking and you're going, wow, he doesn't clean his hands. I've been at the building working. I can't get it all off. So I have tried. I've scrubbed and scrubbed. So, I, you know, I was painting some enamel stuff. and uh, But things are happening. It's, it's just going so well. We have so many wonderful volunteers. I am really oblivious to this latter incident that he's talked about don't really know, I think they're, they're just hallucinating all of those things, Scott and Ron. You just don't know about those guys. <laughs> yeah, be quiet. <laughs> Back there mumbling. I can hear it. All right, uh, I want this is a scripture we've been doing every week, uh, and we're going to do that for the next few weeks. We got five in this series where this is the beginning one. First 1 Samuel 1740. He picked up five stones from a stream and put them into a shepherd's bag. Then, armed only with his shepherd's staff and a sling, he started. Turn to your neighbor and say, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Now, we're going to go to the book of Matthew. So, if you got your Bible, you want to flip back. The awesome thing about the new facility, it's got dimmable lights. You'll be able to actually read your Bible while you're here. Yes, and even take notes and, and all that. One of the reasons I have my Bible right here, but the lighting is just, I, it's just my iPad, it makes it just so much easier, so it just brings it up to me right there. But I mean, we'll, it, I'm just, I'm so stoked. It's going to be so good. It's about five times the size of this, just so you know. And uh, God's doing some great things. But anyway, back to the Bible here. Matthew twelve thirty three. A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. Notice in this king, I'm going to show you King James, it gives the tree a gender. Look at this. It just says, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. The tree is known by his fruit. In all of that, it's just talking about, that's, you know, it's talking about what we do and how we are, what we say. We are known by those things. Going on, Matthew twelve thirty four through 37 says this, you brood of snakes. Your, your version, if you have a new King James, might say vipers. How could evil men like you speak what is good and right for whatever's in your heart determines what you say? A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. In other words, they're going to say good things if their heart is good. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every outer word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. So our first thought this morning is words matter. It does matter what you say. We live in a, in a generation, all of us are guilty of this myself as well, where we just say, well, you know what? I didn't mean to say that. And there's probably times that those are true statements. I didn't mean to say that. Or we say things out of anger. Anybody ever do that? Let me just tell you something and we'll tell them something. And then, you know, we're like, ah, oh, cause once you say it pretty hard to get it back, then you got to deal with what you said because it has words. They have power. The Bible says there's life and death in those. And so we have to then. Okay, I got to break that. We got to do all this, and we're going to talk about some of that. But when when Jesus comes back, by the way, He's coming, and and, and there is what they call the judgment seat of Christ. In other words, we're all uh, the the believers. We get to stand before the Lord, and then we get judged. Aren't you glad it's Jesus? Because if it was us, we'd all been fried a long time ago, right? <laughs> you cut me off in traffic. You took my space at Walmart. Don't look at me like that. So anyway, we get judged on what we did or what we said. How about this? Or what we were supposed to do and didn't do. What we were supposed to say and didn't say. Some of that's like, oh man. But the Bible says that's how we know. You know, if you spend some time talking to somebody, give you about five minutes, you pretty much kind of tell if you like them or if you don't because of what? What they say. How they are. Verse 37 says, the words you say will either acquit you or justify you or condemn you. In other words, uh, put in bondage or sentence you. That's what that word condemn means. Justified is acquitted or you would be free. In other words, acquitted. So by my words or by your words, the words we speak, this is what's going to happen in our life. Matthew 13, 10 through 13 says, his disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to people? In other words, they're saying, why are you talking in stories when you're talking to these people? I mean, we kind of know what's going on. Why are you not telling? I mean, this is what he says. He replied, you're permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teachings, more understanding will be given and they'll have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That's why I use these parables for they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. You see, it's given to you and me to know the secrets of the kingdom. It's given for you and me to understand some of these connections that God is saying. Those that aren't connected to him will not understand the things that you will understand. So who's Jesus talking to? He's talking to his peeps. He's talking to the guys that are close to him. He's talking to his brothers. I mean, these are the guys that are hanging out with him. So he's telling them, hey, listen, I'm going to connect with you because you know me and you know some things that I've shared with you. They don't know that. So you're going to understand some things because you are understanding some concepts of how the kingdom works. They are yet to know that. So they will not. Isn't it amazing when we come to church, we expect people that have never had a relationship with the Lord, never whatever. And they come to church and we expect them to act a certain way. Why? Why? They don't know. Like we have the, you know, you, you must act this way. Where did we get that rule book? I mean, the only book we really need is the Bible, but you understand what I'm saying. So we got to start saying, all right, we're not here to judge everybody. We're here to just do what God wants us to do. What are mysteries, if we want to know? Hidden truths things that God can connect with you because you're connected once you get born again once you understand or get saved or or accept Jesus as your Lord however you want to put it then you're connected come on because we are three part beings body soul and spirit our soul is our mind our will and our emotions but our spirit is housed in our body and that's what gets born again your spirit it gets connected with God and because of your spirit then God says, I can download that to you. Because now, you're my peep. Now, he loves you anyway. He loves people that won't be his peep. Boy, that's not really sounding scriptural, is it? But it sounds kind of fun to say. But he loves you anyway. But anyway, now that connection, he starts giving you information. He starts saying, you know what? Here's what you can do. Has God ever told you something that doesn't make sense? I mean, he just told you to do something. you're like, Really? Why? Because to someone else, it'd be like, that's, that doesn't make sense. Let me, let me give you some, some examples. There've been times that we haven't had two nickels to rub together. Been there? You don't, you know, you feel like you can't make ends meet. There's a saying for you. Haven't heard that in a while. And then God will tell you something like, you know what you need to do? You need to give. Yeah, I don't. What? I'm trying to get money for the... You ever been there? Am I the only one? Six of us. Great. But you know what I'm talking about? And God might say, do something which seems so silly to do. Maybe to the natural mind, it just doesn't mesh. But because you have a hidden truth or a hidden secret that has been revealed to you, you're able to do something that seems to go against the grain. But yet then God produces something good. We live in a society where people don't make this connection. What they're saying is what's in their life. We just read the scripture. If they're saying good things, there's good fruit from that. If they're saying bad things because they're talking about their heart. In the beginning, you and I were designed, we were created in the image of who? Of God. And we were designed to be able to speak and say things. And, you know, he had Adam name everything. Aren't you? I would have loved to have been Adam. You guys would not have the animals and the names you have right now if it was me. I mean, I'm already entertainment for heaven, but I can come up with some funny names. You ever watch a puppy when you just get it and then you're going to name it after you watch it for a while? That's dangerous when it comes to me. But God speaks what he wants. If God showed up today and said, today's Tuesday, what would happen to Sunday? It would be Tuesday. Because God said it. And when God says it, I mean, things happen. When God said, let there be light, guess what happened? Light. Because God works that way. We were designed that way too. But through the fall, the enemy has creeped in. In other words, when Adam gave the authority away to the enemy in the garden, then he was allowed to creep in. And then Jesus had to come and get the authority back and give it back to us. Romans says we should call things that are not as though they are. You know what that means? That means your situations, your giants. What are you saying? Are you saying things that are, oh, probably going to get the flow. Everybody in my family's got diarrhea. I'll probably get it too. <laughs> you know why? It's running in your family. Sorry. <laughs> this is a setup. <laughs> uh, that was one of those mysteries. I just connected right there. I'm just saying. No. All right. but well, what I'm saying is good or bad. We got to understand what we say and what we are believing. We're releasing that in our life. And that street can go both ways. But Romans says, called things that are not as though they are. So, in other words, faith is the substance of things. Hope for and the evidence of things not seen, not meaning not seen by the spiritual eye, but by the natural eye. When we and I'll read the scripture in just a couple minutes. When we pray, we believe we receive. When we pray, have we seen it yet? Yes, in the spirit, but in the in the natural, we have not. So we have seen it in our spiritual eye. What we haven't going on in our life is so many times. If we were just saying, you know what, I'm busted, you know, and disgusted and all that stuff. You might as well move over because that's what's happening. Because you keep declaring it. If we speak things that don't we don't expect to come to pass, we just ah, I'll never have that. I'll never I'll never get out of debt. I'll never. You might want to look around because that's what you're experiencing. But if I could tell you that giant, he won't go away on his own. But if you can take your stone of your words, we can get rid of him. So let's keep, let's keep, let's go on. So we get this connection and we get what we need in our lives by the connection. So by faith, we're connected by God. And God says, now that you're connected with me, I can show you where some of the stuff's at. You know, it just makes, you know, it's, it's think about this. Think about just even Peter. I, I love Peter, but just think Peter, we got to pay taxes. How many like to pay taxes? See, no hands go up there. Good. But we all, you know, it's part of the system. Glory to God. So uh, anyway, he says we need to pay taxes. So go and the first fish you catch, check his mouth out. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, Jesus, that's, I'm going to do that. I mean, because naturally, if you shared that with anybody, they would say, what? But we know the story. Peter did, got the coin, paid for taxes for Jesus and himself. So what are we talking about? I'm talking about the stone of your words. I'm talking about God telling you something and you saying what God said and watch what happens. So when we say that, this is what the weapon is. That's the stone. It's what we speak. So we come into what would be what I'm talking about. The law of war. I'm talking about your confession, the law of your confession. We're just making it short saying words. What are you saying? What is a law? A law is a principle. And it's a foundation for a supporting system based on a predictable circumstance or an act. It works the same way every time. The law of electricity. If you know how to wire something, my son's here. He knows how to wire stuff. He can wire something because he knows how that works. He knows how that juice goes. You don't know how that goes. I can't wire that, but he can. And as soon as he wires it, he's just like Bill Wyatt knows that he's an electrician. He knows it's going to work. Why? Because it's a law. You put these wires together, you do this, you, you know, you got juice. <laughs> then we need to find people like me that go, hey, put your finger right there. <laughs> that probably won't work. So it's predictable. People say things that I need to, you know, I, I, I'm trying to grasp this. You can say stuff like this or you can believe. I don't believe in gravity. It's a law. You don't have to believe in it, but it'll still work. If you jump off a high place, you're going to fall because gravity will take over. You don't have to believe in it, but I'm just telling you that is a law. And we need to understand that laws are predictable and something has to happen that supersedes that law. So when it comes to gravity, if you know the law of lift, you will understand, wow, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But then if you understand it, you go, it's no big deal. If you've ever seen a big 747 fly a big jet, thanks for flying Delta. Okay, how does that fly? It must weigh a bajillion tons because of the law of lift supersedes gravity. And when it gets going fast enough, the airflow that goes underneath the wings and over top the wings picks it up. And so when you know that when you see the plane fly, you go, okay, I get it. But when we don't understand, we don't understand how that works. So we need to understand this is what's going on. We, if we can understand something and that's where people go, I just need, I I want to understand. And you can, if you tap into the kingdom, God can show you understanding. Say amen to that. All right. So now let's go to a story with Jesus. Jesus says to Peter, he says this, he's preaching on the shore and there's a bunch of people. People want to hear what Jesus is saying. I can get it. So they're, they're there. And so this is what they say, uh, you know, let's let Jesus preach. Peter, 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 Jesus goes to Peter and says, I need to use your boat. Peter says, okay. So Jesus gets in the boat and they push the boat out and Jesus, you know, man, God, of course, God is awesome. And he understands, have you ever Uh, been on shore and heard somebody talking and they're just talking in their boat but because of the way the water is the the sound comes clear how many have ever heard that? that's pretty awesome so Jesus is is talking to everybody and when he's done he says to Peter he says now throw your, your nets over the side and you can catch some fish what does Peter do for a living at this point? Peter's a fisherman and the Bible says that Peter had fished not just he just tried it he had fished all night here's my point we're, if you're doing something and you've tried it and tried it and tried it at no success, and you know what you're doing, and someone comes and says, "Do this," Peter does exactly what you and I would do. Jesus, this isn't going to, you know, this isn't going to work. I appreciate your help, really do. I mean, it's pretty nice of you, but after all, I do fish for a living, and uh, you do build tables, and uh, so. But he, you know, he says that. But then Jesus gives him that look, and you know what the look is. It's the the look of love. That he doesn't say anything. You you mothers all have that look. Fathers, you have it, but just not as effective as much as the mother. <laughs> My mom could look at me clear across the room. You want to you want to hear a quick story? Sure, tell it. Great, thanks. <laughs> I grew up in a Methodist church, one here in town, which will remain nameless. But I was over at Prospect Street. <laughs> and We were sitting in the balcony because we were just teenagers, and we were kind of—it was kind of cool. They were like, "Hey, you know." We, so we were sitting together because we were, we were cool, and we were up there. And this is a true story. This is what I did. It wasn't like our services here. Not that every service has to be like our services here, but but it was just as a teenager, it was and so i was tired because you know we're full of energy as teenagers and you know in the morning we get tired because we spend all night you know anyway (laughs) i remember the preachers talking and i was I, i needed to yawn and i remember stretching like this and the guy beside me goes and hits me right in the stomach And this is what I did. Can I I tell you, everybody in this Methodist church, which will remain nameless on Prospect Street, turned around and and all looking at me. Now, I'm still trying to get my breath. The dude beside me is just cracking up and everybody with him is cracking up. The minister is glaring. And then it doesn't, you know, I get it that I interrupted the service. Didn't mean to because I'm thinking, not my fault. But there she was. Out of everybody, there are the penetrating eyes of a mother. She said nothing except her eyes were screaming, you get your butt down here and sit down right beside me. They sent ushers up to get us. That was fun. Then in the service, I remember sitting by my mom... And I was wanting to tell her I wanted to be acquitted. And all I got was the look of, you better not say another word. So I didn't get to explain till after church. But I, she didn't kill me, I'm still here. Anyway, Peter says this, nevertheless, if you want me to throw the net over, I'll do it. And so he does. Now here's my point. Uh, when Peter says that, He's saying, by my natural mind, I've fished all day and I can't catch anything. You don't really understand fishing, I don't think. But something about you that I know is bigger than me. So because you say, and I know who you are, I'm going to do that. Because I'm connected with you, so I don't have to know everything. And so Peter does. And the rest of the story is he catches this net-breaking, boat-sinking load... Now the, the truth of the matter is, as soon as Peter said, Yeah, Jesus, you can use my boat, when Jesus steps into his boat, his now Peter's business now becomes into now listen to me, the authority of the kingdom of God. And this is what you have to understand. That's why when we talk about finances or giving or whatever, we have this choice in our words and in our deeds on what we do. And when we choose ...to do the kingdom way... ...we give Jesus now legal authority... ...to be in on our situation... ...so because Peter invited... Whose, ...whose boats were they? Who had charge of them? Peter. So when he said, Jesus, you can come in... ...now Peter's business is under the dominion and authority... ...of the kingdom of God. That's why the miracle can happen. So now they catch the fish... ...a whole other message is the partnership... ...we're not doing that one today... ...but this this is what happens... Peter looks at Jesus and Jesus is doing that. I'm looking through your soul kind of thing. Peter is amazed and shocked at like, oh, my word. You know, that's like if you're from the south, this is for you, Johnny. Oh, my word. I mean, he's got this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my word. But Jesus isn't astonished. Jesus isn't surprised. Why? Because it's a law. It's predictable. Jesus already declared. Throw your net over. Peter already submitted. Okay. His belief was already released. His faith was already released. Turn to your neighbor and say, oh, my word. (laughs) Here's our second thought. Confession is a law. In this case, it's a stone. If you get on board with this, if you think, that it might not happen, it probably won't happen. But if you got giants, you got to start looking at these giants like, you know what, what does God say about this? What does God say about this giant? Jesus spoke to a fig tree and he said, you're not going to eat fruit again. Or nobody will eat fruit again. The fig tree doesn't eat fruit. So nobody will eat off of you again. And they came back the next day. Now listen, the Bible says that the disciples heard it. He didn't say they overheard it. He wasn't trying to be secretive about it. He just, he went because it had leaves. It should have had figs. It didn't. And so he cursed the fig tree and he cursed it at the root. And they come back in 24 hours and the tree's dead. And they, Peter's like, hey, hey. Because he again is like, you know, if I could be like today, dude. Not, I don't know if you guys say that, but I am. Dude, the tree's dead. You said it. And Jesus tells him something that we need to understand check this out mark eleven twenty two through 25 jesus said to the disciples have faith in god i tell you the truth jesus says i tell you the truth your bible it might say verily verily it means i tell you the truth you can say to this mountain may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt turn to your neighbor say no doubt In your heart, and I tell you, you can pray for anything. If you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Then it talks about if you're praying, you need to forgive anyone. Don't hold a grudge so that your father in heaven will forgive you. I want us to get to the place if we can start seeing, hey, this giant's been taunting me long enough. We start speaking something. The giant has got to go away. Because you've got to declare a thing. I'm telling you, you've got to declare something. You've got to start saying, God, what are you saying? Do you want to be taunted by a giant? Are you still like, I mean, if fear is your giant, are you going to let fear just tell you every day? Man, isn't it time to tell that giant to shut up? It's time to put him in his place. That's why I said, turn to your neighbor and say, he started. Because giants don't go away on their own, friends. David had to say, oh, you're going down. And if we would have read all of that, he declared He told the giant, this is what's going to happen today. Because the giant is like, what? You're sending a boy to fight a man. And David said, okay, I get what you're saying, but check this out. And he just told him, this is how it's going to go down. And it went down just the way he said. Today is your day. I say today is your day. Today is the day that you can say by your mouth what God is saying. And this giant is going to start paying heed to your mouth. Oh, you're not even getting I'm going to try this side. Today is your day. How many on this side are believing today is your day? How about over here? Listen to me. It's... I don't... I don't... I'm tired of messing with the devil. There are people just... I just want to... I'm just going to fight him. Oh, and been fighting the devil, dear God. Okay? But you know what? You're only fighting him. You could take him out. Let me just say, if you're a smart fighter... If you watch MMA... They're not in there to dance... Not telling you to watch MMA, but man, where's my nephew? I'm telling you, if you're a fighter, your job, get the dude out and get him out quick. Because who wants to let him pound on your face? Quit letting the enemy beat you up. Start just getting him out of there. Just start talking, talking what God says. Start using your stone. I want to break old negative habits and say things the way God wants me to say. Faith comes by hearing Romans and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. So I got to start using faith. I got to start saying things because it's not just what you say. It's what he said for you to say and what you believe he said for you to say is true. And if you can say what he said and he's telling you to say it, you've made the connection and the devil don't like that. We say so many things really flippantly, don't we? Oh, the flu, with flu's just nasty, it'll kill you. Why well, don't say that. This is what I say, you know, well, what happens if you get it? Well, then claim your body healed and you'll get over it quicker. Cricket, cricket. I just say, you know what, I, I don't want it in my house. So I start claiming healing. I start believing by his stripes I'm healed. Is that what he said? Is that what he said? Well, if that's what he said, then he wants me well. So then I'm going to believe I'm going to stay well. When I go pray for people at the hospital, I worked on staff and I had one, uh, my senior pastor at one place, he had said, oh, you got to make sure you just, oh man, we got to go in there. Oh man, we got to, you know, I just don't want to get any of that. I'm just telling you, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a superhero. I'm not, but I'm like, dear God, either the blood works or it don't. Either we're in covenant or we're not. I'm I'm going to pray for you. I'm not worried about getting any of that garbage. I'm I'm telling you, I'm going in there with the force of the kingdom and I'm taking ground. Giants are going down. When are you going to start being who God wants you to be? When are you going to start saying what God wants you to say? When are you going to start declaring what God wants you to declare? Here comes our last thought for this morning. It's up to you. You got to start asking God, help me with my mouth. Help me with my mouth. Help me with what I say. The Holy Ghost will help you. The the Spirit of God that rests in you will start helping you. Sometimes if you ever said something and you can hear yourself saying it and you're thinking, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. And you do it anyway. Then you got to break it and all that stuff. I get it. Been there. Got a t-shirt. All that. But if we can catch ourselves and when the Holy Spirit said, God, okay, help me hear you. And, and Because listen, when that connection, so many times it's a small, still voice. It's just that little, people say, well, it sounds like my conscience. Might want to listen to it. Because that's what he's going to tell you. He's going to talk to you. Don't do that. Don't go there. Don't watch that. Go another way home. Whatever he's telling you, listen to him. Does it make sense for a boy to go take a nine foot giant out? Not for real. Doesn't sound like it unless he's a Marine. I'll tell you what the problem is because I got the same one. It's two inches below your nose. It's our mouth. Proverbs 1821, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap consequences. You know, if you're an old timer, where Glenn, how about Gabby Hayes? Remember Gabby Hayes? I'd hate to have the name Gabby. How are you? I'm fine and you, I'm just great. I'm, I don't want that name. But we gotta watch what we say. We've got to watch how much we say. Sometimes we talk, and we really probably should just not. Death and life are in the power of the devil. Is that what it says? It doesn't say that. It says they're in the power of the tongue. We have the choice to yield that. That's kind of your lightsaber, kind of. We get to choose. Matthew 12, A tree is identified by its fruit. If it's good, it'll be good. If it's bad, it'll be bad. It goes on. Good person produces good things. Evil, evil whatever's in your life right now just so that you know you probably helped keep it there or got it there by what you say now see this is where it goes with the badge but just it's not fun sometimes i got stuff my own fault it's my own fault i'm gonna say it one more time my own fault have you ever been through stuff that's your own fault Sometimes, don't you feel like if you're from the 80s, you're just doing the thriller album? All I can hear sometimes, when I made stupid decisions, is that stupid Vincent Price laughing in the background. <laughs> Shut up. So, you got to start taking your life into your own hands. You got to start saying, you know, God, I got to be accountable for what I say. It's up to me. You can change this, you can turn your ship. Sometimes it's going to take some time, but you got to start speaking what God tells you to speak. If there's situations that are just like, ah, then zip it in that situation. It's better to say nothing than to say stuff that you're going to regret later or speak things that are not good about your life or your situation. God says this. He says, let there be what light. And there was, how about you? What are you saying to the giant? I don't know about you, but I get different seasons, you get different giants, don't you? Sometimes you get the other one coming back and maybe he's got a cousin. Well, I tried it, but I couldn't get him. Maybe you can. Keep. The Bible says, I didn't put this in there because I got enough scripture and I'm going to close. See, when I say that, they say 65% will re-engage. Did y'all just... <laughs> Revelation 12:11 says, they overcome... They overcame him. They're talking about the enemy by the blood of the lamb, the covenant that Jesus died for you and the word of their testimony. In other words, I'm going to use what God says to take my giant down. You know, David told the giant, listen, you're not even in covenant. That's why he told him and called him name. He he called him for what he was. And then he, you know, he he went back and said, I've done this, I've done this, because God's helped me do that. And then he declared, you're going down. My friends, today your giant can go down if you'll get your stone out. you got to start. If he be, there, sometimes we just have where it seems like all we spill out is stuff. Because if you're hurt, it's hard to speak positive if you're going through something. I get it. And I'm not judging you, nor am I condemning you, because your ship can still turn around. But I am telling you, it starts with you. We can wait all day for the pastor to show up and seven other elders or people that will come and pray for you. Will that help? It always helps to pray. But bottom line is, you're in charge of the ship. I can come to your house. I've had people have me go to their house just to exercise stuff at their house. They ask me stuff that will, will whatever that is leave. Yeah, it'll leave. But so will I. So when I leave, what are you going to do? Because it's your house. So this is what I'm telling you. Listen. Make a start. Get in your pouch. Whatever your situation is. If you're depressed, then I would get in the word and I'd find scripture on joy, happiness. And I'd be declaring those. That's my stone. I'd be declaring the joy of the Lord is my strength. I will not be depressed. If you're financially challenged... Then I'd declare prosperity scriptures. Father, you meet all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So I would be declaring that. That would be my stone. That would be my word. If you just got different issues. Maybe you got addictions then what's the word that will be free from that? I will declare it. I will use it. I will start and get the stone out of my pouch. There is light. There is hope. Tomorrow's still coming. Let's make it better than today. Let's tell the giant no more. I get this from people sometimes. Nobody else will do it. That's because maybe you were the one called to do it. In your authority, in your life... If I pray all the time angels around my house. Now listen, and then I'm finished. If someone would ever come in my house to do my family harm... I would not say, Kim, take him out. She probably could. (laughs) But I would not say that. I would not get on my knees and go into the closet and say, Father, make them get out of my house. Don't let them. Don't let them find the kids. Don't let them. I'll tell you exactly what I do. I would get my pouch, I would get my word, and I'm coming to get a giant. The giant is going out of my house, it's going down, it's going down today. And you have to have that in your realm of authority. It's got to be you to take him out. It's great to have support, but it's got to be you. You have to have the will and the connection and the belief. It's over. Today is the last day I even entertain this giant. If you're addicted, get rid of him today. What you starve dies. What you feed grows. Starve it. Start using the word of God. Start proclaiming and declaring, this day I'm free. And then according to the prayer, like in Matthew, what we said, we believe we received that. So I'd rejoice that day. Because I, I heard a teaching just not long ago where they said, well, people, then we got to wait six months before we can be happy i got to be free from that addiction for six months. No, you don't. No, you don't. If you applied that that day, you made up the will that second and that's gone. I'd rejoice right then. Because according to the word, you've already received that. Aren't you glad? Come on, somebody. His mercies are new every morning. His grace is sufficient. Now you've got to walk it out. That's true. And you got to begin to declare that and walk that out. David still had to go towards the giant. Matter of fact, he just took care of the giant with his own sword. Do what you got to do, but you can declare it today. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes.